Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I am enthusiastic to be here with you today for another show because I've had three things happen today around this podcast that just have made me so excited that I couldn't wait to hit record and put today's show together for you. So the first thing was early this morning, I got two tweets that I sort of woke up to that made my whole day just that much brighter. And the first one came from a guy, his name's Aaron Hines, he's at Rockabilly on Twitter, and he said, I'm a first-time listener to your podcast, and I really enjoyed it. I needed to hear what you had to say. Thanks. Wow, Aaron, that, I just loved that. And the other tweet came from a guy named John Janitor, and he said, I just wanted to say I love your podcast. I've been listening ever since we met at PLM World. And that was a conference where we met a month ago in Dallas. I was the master of ceremonies at the conference, and I had the pleasure of meeting so many cool people, all technologists, all programmers, all people who are doing really fascinating things in software. And what happened is, is some of these people, John being one of them, found out about the podcast and they became listeners. Well, I don't necessarily know that unless someone sends me a message that says, hey, I'm listening to your show and it is fantastic. So thank you to both John and Aaron for really making today better because As a podcaster, and some of you who listen, I know, have your own shows or or you're thinking about having your own shows. As a podcaster, I got to tell you, one of the worst things is how lonely it is to do a podcast. So I believe in full transparency. I don't like to BS and lie and act like I have some really killer studio. I am actually recording today's show inside my car. So I have a Mustang and I have a meeting I have to be to. And I got here early and I thought, you know what? I've got the time that I can record this episode now that'll free up more time when I'm at home with my kids. So I jumped in the car and I started talking. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you today's episode is gonna be short because I live in Texas, and when you're doing a podcast from inside your car in July, you're gonna get baked if this show goes more than about 20 or 25 minutes. So there's no way today's show is gonna gonna run long, or I'm gonna sweat through my suit here in the car because I can't run the engine and the air conditioning because if I do, you're going to hear the air conditioning the whole time in the background. So the other thing that happened today that got me so fired up is I actually received a lead to be the speaker at a conference from somebody who is a listener to this show. I don't know that person. We've never interacted before. They've never even seen me speak, but they said they've listened to about 30 episodes of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, and their company is having a conference, and they loved what I talked about, about the conference catalyst, how working with me could make their conference better. So they went and talked to their boss and the person who's in charge of the meeting, and they're trying to now set up a conversation later this week where we can all get on the phone together. I got to tell you, having a podcast, I don't do it so that I'm going to get business for my speaking career, but obviously that's how I feed the kids. That's how I support the family. And so anything that I do that can lead to real honest to goodness business gets me really, really excited. And so all those three things happening today got me really fired up to do this show. So today I want to talk about success and failure. Because these are two things that if you're an entrepreneur or you want to jump out on your own, or even if you have a career that you're actively trying to build, the truth is, is that success and failure are constant companions. And I know we like to think only about the success, 
But the truth is we live in a world where failure is very, very present. And if you're running your own business and you're saying, oh, I've never had a failure, you're either not succeeding enough, you're not trying enough things, or you're lying. You're either lying to everyone around you or you're lying to yourself. Because I have found that failure isn't only present, failure is my best friend. When I have screwed things up, and let me tell you, I screw things up. I make mistakes. I say the wrong thing. I offend people. I'm no different than anyone else. When I do that, and I know I did it, the first thing is I feel bad. I I don't set out any single day of my life with the intention of doing anything short of the best that I can. And so when I realize, or, or when worse, when it's pointed out to me that I have stumbled, that I've made a faux pas, I really take it seriously, and I really try to go back and learn from it. But the one thing I learned a long time ago was not to sweep it under the rug. Sure, you can fix it, but a lot of people are like, okay, I'm never going to talk about that. I'm pretty honest about my failures. If one of my friends points out something I'm doing wrong, I'm not only going to go fix it, I'm going to go back and talk to him about it later, about how much I appreciated them pointing out that failure, and then how I've been really working to better myself to not make those same mistakes over and over. But our society celebrates success. And our society rarely talks about failure unless it's somebody who has reached really high levels of success and then they fall because then everybody, the media, everybody likes to talk about that. Competitors love to jump in and point out how the mighty have fallen. But as you're working your way up the ladder, success can be really scary because you think, oh, if I, if I succeed, I could ruin the whole thing. The truth is, is if you, if you make a mistake, your odds of making the whole thing that much better go way up. It's, you know, it's something that's been around for a long time. People have stumbled and made mistakes forever. About 10 years ago, 2004, one of my favorite authors released a book. His name was Harvey McKay, or his name is Harvey McKay. Uh, He released a book called I Got Fired, and it's the best thing that ever happened to us. And in this book, he interviewed several people who were at the top of their game. Mayor Michael Bloomberg, uh, Muhammad Ali, all kinds of people who had succeeded to really high levels. And he interviewed them about their successes, but also their failures, about the time that they got fired and how low they felt and how many of them thought their career could never recover. A career in business, in the media, careers in politics, careers in sports, how these people thought, I got fired, I will never again reach these levels of, of greatness. And yet what happened from that failure, from that low, from being fired, was they were able to retool, reinvent, relaunch, and then level themselves up to the level where everyone in the book who was interviewed is someone who, at least from the standpoint of 2004, was extravagantly famous. And these people didn't run and hide from their mistakes. That's where I think, that's the advice I have to anyone who's listening. If you've made some mistakes and they've helped you learn, talk about them. Don't, don't hide from them. I think transparency is one of those things that allows us to grow and allows other people to relate more to us. When we try to act like we've got all our shit together, that's when I think other people can't feel like they understand us. And yet it happens all the time, right? If you listen to a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of pseudo experts and a lot of gurus out there who are telling you how to do stuff. There's a lot of people making a lot of money, actually, from coaching people on how to do things that they themselves have never done. Now, I'm actually a big fan of life coaching and business coaching and executive coaching. I've several times in my life employed people to coach me. 
But one of the things I've tried to do is not hire people who are just there telling me how to do it, but people who make the majority of their money from the thing they're trying to teach me. So like in the speaking world, there's a lot of people who never make money. Like, I mean, real money, like six figure incomes in speaking fees from corporations and associations who turn around and start finding all the people who want to be speakers and charging them to join their programs and join their groups and buy their books and buy their programs. And what happens is most of these people spend their money and a lot of these programs aren't very expensive. But if you get enough people, you make a lot of money. So my advice to new speakers who come to me, because I get people who come to me and ask me to coach them all the time. They want me to be sort of their solopreneur or their speaking industry coach. The problem is, is that's what I do. I earn my living by actually participating in that business. And I don't want to do anything that takes my eye off the ball. So I'm always willing to have a conversation with people who, who, who want to branch out on their own as a speaker or a consultant or a trainer. But I can only coach like one or two people at a time because I'm really doing the business. And I'm going to be honest. While I make a good living, you know, I'm not one of these people who they're going to put on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to pretend that, you know, I'm really crushing it. I got the advice from one sort of online marketer who said, Tom, you're doing well enough at the income you're earning where you could pretend you make a million dollars a year and you could make a lot of money off of other people. And I kind of threw up in my mouth when he said that. Why in the world would I pretend I'm something that I'm not? And so, you know, for me, if you if you want me to coach you, that's great. If you can find me at a time where I'm not working with anybody, I'll have that conversation. But usually what I do when people want that is I refer them. And what I always tell them is make sure whoever you hire as a coach or, or as a consultant or someone you're trying to learn from, that they have really done what they said. They're not making their money coaching you how to be a successful speaker. They're making their money out there as a speaker because it's hard and it doesn't matter what business you're in. I'm using my industry as an example, but whatever business you're in, it's hard to go out on your own as a solopreneur or a small business person and continually month after month, quarter after quarter, year after year, get clients. And a lot of people just think, well, it's easier to, you know, turn around and coach other people how to go get clients. Well, that's great if you've had a successful career and now you're transitioning into maybe retirement and you want to coach. But always ask the people who you're turning to, make sure they're going to be very transparent about both the failures and the successes that they've had. Because if you're not actually working with somebody who's out there doing it in today's world, the biggest problem is, is what they're teaching you may or may not work. I mean, it may sound great. There's so many people who package things up that get people all excited. Oh, I have to sign up for this. I have to do that. But at the end of the day, is it really producing value? I went to a seminar one time where the guy said he could turn, you know, anybody into a $40,000 a speech speaker. Well, I got to tell you, that sounds really appealing. I don't make that much. And so I went to the seminar. And I sat there and I listened and he had two examples of very famous people who he had coached along the way before they came up in the industry. And he said that he could do that for other people if they just bought into his ongoing coaching program. So I asked the question, he'd been doing this for over a decade, who else have you done? And he hemmed and he hawed. He said, oh, that's all private. I can't tell you. Only these two people. And basically my belief was he had worked with two people who got really famous and he was trying to cash in on that. So I, I don't know, but that was my take on it is if you can't, if you've been doing it for 10 years and you can't give me a list of 20 people who you've coached in your program who are really crushing it, who, I mean, I've heard of their names in the industry, then I'm not really sure that that's where I want to put my money. So 
Anyway, I went off on this whole tangent. I want to get back to this idea of embracing failure. So what are you doing? You know, are you talking about your failures? Are you out there actually taking risks? Because if the whole by definition of taking a risks means you're going to fall on your face sometimes. And I've done it. I've done it in my career as a speaker. I can remember early, early on, I got hired to speak at an event that I really had no business being the speaker. And I went in and I flubbed. It was a group of high school students. And I sort of sold my way in that I had experience, but this was years ago and I I didn't. Today I could go in and do it, but at the time I really couldn't. And I was paid to do it and it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for me. It was embarrassing for the person who hired me and it was embarrassing for the students because they so didn't care what I had to say that they became extravagantly rude and were talking amongst themselves and not even paying attention. They were just waiting for me to say in conclusion. However, some people would say, oh, never tell anybody that you bombed. Some of the best advice I ever got was uh, from a very successful speaker who said, ask other people if they've really bombed on stage. And if their answer is no, they're either lying or it's coming. In my case, I bombed big. I mean, it was the most horrific failure. I almost considered never giving another speech. However, what happened from that is I learned, don't put yourself into situations where you are not the right expert for the person who you're going to work with. And I think this works for every industry. While, yes, you want to push yourself and you want to stretch and grow, don't put yourself into situations where you cannot even come close to delivering what people need to have. So make sure that you're looking for those failures. When you have them, don't cry for very long. When you have one of those failures, one of those catastrophic, I screwed up, sit down and journal. What can I learn from this? What would I do differently if I could start this project over today? And then try to find a group of friends where you can talk about your failures. I have a group of friends and every now and then we'll sit around over a glass of wine and we'll say, what's your biggest screw up this year? Where's something where you dropped the ball, where you made a mistake, where you failed? And we'll tell each other and we'll laugh and we're all friends. We'll poke fun at each other. But what will happen is somebody will see something in how someone lost a client or, or how someone you know blew a presentation and they'll be able to see it from an outsider's perspective and give a little tweak about what if you had done this and all of a sudden everybody at the table learns an amazing lesson. So if you don't have a group of friends who you can share your failures with in this way, go out and find new friends. Go out and find friends who are trying to accomplish something big because I believe those who really are trying to accomplish something Those people are not scared of failure. Now, when we get over to success, that brings its own problems. And I was talking before, and I got off on a little tangent about people who are sort of fraudulent about what their success is all about. We have this saying in our society of fake it till you make it. And I understand the concept, right? You want to get out there. You want to live and act and behave as a person who's really out there doing it. And you can go fake it till you make it, but never lie. I think there are a lot of people out there right now who are lying about who they are and what they do. And I get that when I when I see people in my industry, when I listen to podcasts about being a solopreneur, I think there's a lot of people who are really faking it. But beyond just like sort of going out there and trying to live that life, I think there are people who are saying they're doing things who who aren't. And if you have to look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, I lied to people about who I am. You know, even if you make money, I don't know if that makes you a rich person when it comes to your whole soul. So we put a lot of focus on success. And I got to tell you, I'm hungry for more success. I want more business. I want more people to listen to this show. 
you know, but I'm going to tell you right now, my download numbers, I'm not getting 10,000 downloads a show. I'm getting, you know, 500, 800 downloads a show. Some of them are getting up to 2,000 downloads a show. But I'm not getting the type of downloads where, like, sponsors are going to be running, throwing money at me. So I'm very grateful because I have a fantastic sponsor. I have a sponsor that makes this show possible in more ways than you can know. One is, hey, they sponsor the show. But two is, they're also the production company that I chose to help me build this show when I launched it almost a year ago. So this episode that you're listening to is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, the right training, and the guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on great content and growing your audience. Go to podfly.net slash cool things and look for the offer that they have. If you're thinking of starting your own podcast, I can't say enough great things about how fantastic it's been for me to work with Podfly. Now, I'll be honest, Podfly will tell you, sometimes I screw up. Sometimes I actually recorded a whole episode the other day. I recorded a whole episode without paying any attention to my audio levels. And so my producer, he had to call me and say, Tom, this show is almost unusable. It's it, it's so hot. It's the, the the other person's levels are so high that it's totally distorted every time they talk. It's like they're talking wah 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 in a can. They were able to salvage that show so that it was usable. But here was the thing, right? That was a huge failure to have a show that was going to sound like it was coming out of a tin can. But the person I interviewed, Craig Price, Craig is a podcaster, and so he recorded the whole show on his end. We did our Skype call and it was for me. And Craig goes, oh, I'm going to record it too. Well, guess what? Craig didn't make the level of mistakes. He didn't screw up like I did. Craig actually had success with his audio levels. And so we were able to replace the show using Craig's file. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people would never say, oh, I screwed up a whole show. It was almost unusable. I have no problem telling you that because the show itself, I think the episode with Craig is great. Go listen to it. But it's a huge success only because Craig covered my butt. He didn't mean to. He didn't know I wouldn't be checking my audio levels. But, you know, I make mistakes. Now, I'll tell you, as I record this show, I'm staring right at my recorder. and I'm looking at those audio levels to make sure that they're where they're supposed to be. Because I want you to have great audio when you listen to this show. I want this show to be a huge success. However, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to get to the levels I want this show to get without having some success. Same thing is true with trying these one-off shows where it's just me and no guests, right? With the shows where I have a guest, I've got the questions that I ask. And, and now I'm getting very confident and diving deeper and asking them more questions. But when I do these shows, you know what? I'm sitting in my car and I'm talking and it's going through my mind. What if nobody gets what I'm trying to say? What if something I say in this, in this episode is offensive, makes somebody tune out? Well, you know what? I'm going to listen to this episode too. If it's offensive to somebody, I'll probably pick up on it and I'll be like, oh, Thomas, don't say that again next time you record a show. So my successes come hand in hand with my failures because I'm willing to put myself out there and I'm willing to try things. Hey, it's like this one where I've got this lead that came from someone who listened to the podcast, right? If I hadn't taken the risk a year ago to start this show, I would never be talking to this company about me being a speaker at their event. So I had to take the risk to do the show. I had to have the early shows not be great in order for this listener to find me and for the show to get good enough where they felt, hey, I'm going to refer you. So don't run from 
your failures, realize that these huge successes, and, and I want my future successes to be huge, realize that they're all tied together. So as I get into wrapping up this episode, I want to challenge you to think more about what is it that you're doing. Are you looking at your successes as something you have to avoid? Or are you really saying, I'm willing to go take a chance? And you know what? If I stumble, eh, I stumbled. It's going to be okay. I didn't kill anybody. I just made a bad podcast or whatever it is that you do for a living. I hope you've enjoyed being part of this little ride. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in the car. It's getting hot. I'm going to be honest. I don't know that this episode is the best episode I've ever done, but I am having so much fun. I am so enthusiastic when it comes to being able to chat about my ideas and my thoughts. And maybe every now again, there'll be someone like Aaron who will say, you know, I needed to hear what you had to say. So I hope at least one person who listens to this show feels that same way. If you've listened today, if you listen to this show regularly, I really do love it when you tweet me at Tom Singer or at Cool Podcast and say, Tom, your podcast does make a difference. If you've got some ideas on what I can do to bring it up to the next level, I am totally open to those ideas. Now, honestly, it doesn't mean that I'll do them. I may not agree with them. I may not be ready to hear your advice, but I welcome it and I respect it and I will read and listen to everything anybody has to say. So if you like the show, I always encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a review. I'm really trying to get the number of reviews over 100. I think I'm sitting at 95. So come on. I need five people. There's got to be five people who are listening to this episode right now who say, you know what? I like Tom at least enough to take a minute to go leave a review on iTunes. For the rest of you, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been an absolute pleasure to host today's show. We're going to be back in a couple days with a great interview. We're going to be talking about PR with a PR person who has just launched out on her own. And in addition to hearing about her business, we're going to talk about public relations for entrepreneurs. So come back in a couple of days and catch that episode. In the meantime, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.